Hey Dissectomaniacs, Trip here. Wanted to let you know about a very cool podcast app for Android users. It's called Podcast Republic. If you're interested in checking it out, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It is a very cool app that lets you get all your favorite podcasts directly onto your Android devices, so tablets, phones, what have you. Uh, You search for the podcast you want to listen to, and you make them your favorites, so you have them all just to click away. So if you do want to check out a new podcast app and you're an Android user, head on over and check out Podcast Republic, and make sure you set Dissecting the 80s as a favorite so you don't miss any episodes from us. Once again, that is the Podcast Republic app, a new friend of the show. Thank you guys very much. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man with a proper appreciation for the felt creations of Mr. Jim Henson, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. And I think any red-blooded American should, as Sam the Eagle would agree. Well, certainly he would agree. Uh, I realize that you're doing the podcast equivalent of subtweeting to one person in particular that it's a that both of us know but i don't think she listens to the show enough. my first note is i was like oh i have to clarify that this first note is not an attack on her character because i wrote (laughs) i wrote who doesn't love the muppets they're pure joy and then i was like oh that sounds like i'm attacking someone i know yes so we watched the muppets take manhattan as the second part of takes manhattan so you know what that means we gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your Broadway show! Something's gotta be done about your Broadway show! When the mega powers explode! I'm talking about the 80s. Great Scott! Cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Mega powers, yeah! When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. And to explain our cryptic nonsense from 10 seconds ago, my girlfriend has never seen any Muppet things, so it's a Andrew has a real bone of contention over it. I think anyone would have a bone of contention about having not seen a Muppets thing. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's hard to figure out which of these things should be the opening salvo of Muppetry for this person who's never seen it, because the original Muppet movie, while... I enjoy it. I enjoy it mostly because of nostalgia reasons. And then you have to kind of like pick your spot. So I think the best one to show someone who has absolutely no Muppet knowledge and is older and, you know, fully cynical adult is going to be that Jason Siegel one. We just haven't gotten around to it yet. I I would argue that you could show Muppet Treasure Island. I I I watched Muppet Treasure Island recently, and maybe that would work for other people, but certainly not my girlfriend because... I was like, this is a little not working for me. And I love Muppet Treasure Island. Like all the parts that work for me still worked for me. But the rest of it is like, it's a, it's a little sloggy. There's like a couple too many songs in it for me. And a little bit like there's too many people character stories going on and not enough Muppets. And so I will say to get back on track of the point of what we're talking about, the great benefit of this movie is as far as the Muppet formula goes, it's like 85, 90% Muppets and 10%, 15% celebrity cameos or like people helping facilitate. Mm-hmm. They really do get the formula down pat. That I will said, say, I will say that I, I do agree that in Treasure Island, you could have dropped the boy, like the actual human boy. Uh, what's his name? John? Smollett. Smollett. No, that's the captain. Oh. Smollett is Kermit. 
Jim Hawkins. Jim. Jim Hawkins. Like, I think you could have made Gonzo Jim Hawkins and been just... Kermit should not have been Captain Smollett. Kermit is our no, but then protagonist. If, if Kermit is Captain Smollett and then Miss Piggy can be Benjamina Gunn, and I would not trade that for anything in the world. I, I guess. But you're correct, though. Like, a Muppet character... That makes sense. I get what you're... The point you're ultimately making there is, like, he has a better connection with her and i like that but you're right like jim hawkins should not have been a person it should have been a muppet because because like I, tim I curry agree. is a tim curry needs to stay yeah tim like, curry tim needs curry, to stay but like the muppets adversaries are often people but the main character of muppet treasure island is a boy and it's like well no it's not a muppet movie to me. i don't know it just it i agree i can, I can get my hand. i do love like margaritas in the Midnight i like muppet treasure island. will never make me not shimmy <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I like the movie, like, largely. But oh, I, dead I Tom. watching it. <laughs> anyway. Um, Sorry. <laughs> That's I, not the Muppet I, movie we're talking about. No, we're here to talk about Muppets Take Manhattan. And I have to say, have you seen this before? I had never seen yeah, this Yeah, I have it on DVD. Okay. I didn't love this. It's not my favorite of the Muppet movies. It's probably squarely okay. in the middle for me. Okay. Because I thought, given how much you like broadway and putting on a show is right in your wheelhouse it's, i thought you might this might be one of the ones where we butt heads again theoretically yes i think the plot structure could have been shuffled around to make a better flow of a movie yeah like this, kermit getting amnesia feels like it should have happened earlier in the movie yeah i agree with that let's let's do the thing and we'll, we'll get pick those threads up as we get to more. Did we're, you we're hear that really off the rails episode of the <laughs> six in the eighties where they just dove right into how to make the movie better and didn't talk about the movie. <laughs> they just were like, all right, here's some problems I have with you people. And here's how I would solve. <laughs> and you're going to listen to them. Um, so we start off uh, beautiful, lovely stock aerial photography. Is it still photography if it's moving images? I guess it would stock yeah, video. Like you have like director of photography in a movie. That's true. Uh, if this one is directed by Frank Oz, who's very good. Yes, and is he the also voice directed of Little Shop of Horrors. Of... I didn't know that. Yeah, Frank Oz directed Little Shop. That's why the plant stuff is so good because it's done by a man who like understands puppets. Sure, it's also the voice of Miss Piggy mm-hmm. and Fozzie and several and Fozzie, several other Muppets and Yoda, uh, right? And, yes. Of course. I can't believe we almost missed that. <laughs> so one of the things that I find very entertaining about all the Muppet movies is, well, at least all the almost all the Muppet movies I've watched in the last year. Which is a lot. Which includes The the Great Muppet Caper, which we did for a live show, and this one. I love Great and, Muppet Caper so much. Yeah. And I watched, like, the first 40 minutes of the new Muppet movie before being like, oh... I'm falling asleep and not enjoying this and turning it off. So the Jason Siegel one or the sequel? It the Jason Siegel one. I'm not saying it wasn't like oh this is bad. It was like I put this on late and then I was falling asleep and never went oh, and finished okay. it. Not like this is trash. I like that movie a lot. What I'm, the point I'm trying to get to in a rambly fashion is it's amazing how much Muppet stuff is based around getting the band back together. Well, I like that this one isn't necessary. Like, it doesn't start off that way. Because my favorite Muppets are when the Muppets are a team. And this movie starts off with them as a team and a unit. And then breaks mm-hmm. them up. And then has to get them back together. Right. It makes the movie feel very disjointed because of that, though, I think. I agree. Because um, what I think... My way to, like, make the movie better. Not that to be sad. Can I also... I so, so sorry. 
I just want to point out that I just said, let's do the show like we're supposed to do the show. And then we went immediately back to not doing the show. So just just really, I just, for the people listening at home, we're like, dude, this is a really bad edit or something. Like, he was like, okay, let's get this back on track. And I said literally one word <laughs> about the start of the movie. And then we went right back into not doing it. So we're going to wrap this up and then we're going to do the show. Yes. I think that the they them splitting up would have been let's all get jobs in New York City so we aren't dependent on Kermit and it would have been like Gonzo runs a hot dog cart and like yes Rolf is it Rolf is an accompanist on Broadway like that's like, I literally that have me. the same note later um and I think it would have been right like Kermit. I think Kermit would have pitched the show successfully as soon as they all left, then got amnesia, and the rest of the movie is, like, Jenny and Piggy trying to find Kermit, and also the band, the rest of the gang being like, well, I wonder when Kermit's going to contact us about the show. Yes, 100% agree. Now let's do our show, which is where we talk about the plot of the movie sequentially, starting with the Muppets have produced... Manhattan Melodies, which is a big, full-on Broadway-style production at their college. I like the Muppets in college. I want to see too. that movie. Yeah, I want to see that, like the Monsters University Muppet. of Muppets. Yes, exactly. Uh, and like, I like the beauty of the Muppets is they never like they you never have to do age makeup on them to make them unless except when they do Muppet Babies, but that's a different thing. But just like once you're established as Muppet, it's basically the one thing. So we could do all I mean, the Miss Muppets. Piggy won a Young Artist Award. Yes, that's a whole weird nonsense thing. Like, I love Jim Henson and Miss Piggy, but that's just utter nonsense. How dare you? That's like, that's the equivalent of on Parks and Rec when they gave that woman award to Ron Swanson. It is. Yeah, you're right. But it's Miss Piggy, anyway. so I'll let it happen. <laughs> anyway, so we have this Broadway show. Uh, well, they Muppets call it a college. variety show. It's and definitely... I was, like, I was like, this is just a show. You just made a show. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a variety show that I've ever seen. Um. But it's like the classic, like when you picture an old Broadway show in your head, you picture these like cardboard, not cardboard, these like plywood cutouts that are painted and like flashy costumes and really goofy choreo. And that's exactly what the Muppets open with. It's this like, I'm watching this going, oh, the first time I ever choreographed, this is all the routines that I did. They're like, walk backwards and turn around real quick and then walk backwards and turn around real quick. I used all of that. Cross your right leg over and then mm-hmm. spin. Then cross your left leg over and spin. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. Do the teapot. Do the <laughs> teapot. But, I, I like, it surprises me that we never got, like, a proper Muppets in College movie because I feel like that's a really fun movie for them. It's, like, a fun, stupid environment. I don't know what the whole plot will end up being, but you could pretty much stick any plot in there, and I'm on board with it. I guess because the... Muppets would have to be drinking or something or be around. Like, it's hard to make a college movie that's not just like party, party, party. And I don't think that's really the Muppets image, even though it's not for children necessarily. I was going to say the Muppets in college almost feels more more suitable for a TV show kind of thing because there's so many options you can go down of like, you're going to be with Kermit in this class and Miss Piggy in this class and like da 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 da. And then like there'd be some weird offshoot where it turns out animals, a beautiful sculptor. Like, that's the kind of stuff I want to see, that, like, like a marble sculptor is what Animal is the best at. Right, right. So they're performing this song called Together Again, and it's, like, a big hit, and everybody in the audience goes buck wild, and this one guy's like, when are we going to see you on Broadway, Kermit? And and they all, they're all really excited. Was that University so, of Maryland? No. I was just curious, because Jim Henson went there, right? He did, but I did not recognize any of those buildings. I guess it's possible it was, and I didn't recognize it, but it... To my eye, no. But yes, Jim Henson is a Maryland alumni. He has a statue there. Him and Kermit. 
Yeah. Hi ho. So they they go to Manhattan after after the big you know celebratory. We ruled the world. We're the greatest. And they sleep in lockers at it's the bus so station. Great. And it was one of those little tiny things that we get in movies from this era that when we rewatch them, you know, in the very secure times of our modern era, like the fact that the bus depot had lockers that you could just rent was a thing that mm-hmm. just happened. And you, there's no way you can rent a locker in any sort of. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, you could barely even have do trash cans. Park. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, that's that's like <laughs> London exactly. doesn't have that's trash the, cans. Right, because of security reasons. And so I was like um I was recently traveling for work and I was in a situation where I had to like take a bunch of bags or sorry, when I was leaving I had a had that situation of like, you know, I got to drop a bag off and then come back and get it at the hotel and it was like, oh man, it'd be really convenient for like certain small applications if you could just like rent a locker at the airport and I was like, yeah, no, that's never ever going to be a thing. Nope. You doofus. Never. Anyway, so they fit in these lockers and they they squish their way into them. They're all decorated like little apartments. It's cute. Yeah, it is really really cute. And then we cut to Dabney Coleman. Welcome back to the show, sir. We missed yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, we also I also didn't mention yet that Miss Piggy has Meg Ryan in When Harry Met Sally hair. She really does. <laughs> it's like big blonde curly poofy eighties vintage hair. Yeah, yeah. So their pitch Kermit is pitching Dabney Coleman the musical. And Dabney Coleman's like, oh, yeah, we'll put in some shooting and car chases. And Kermit's like, no, <laughs> it's like a musical. And he's like, yeah, it was shooting and car chases. And it's, it's like because so, they keep trying to say no. And then he's like, it's a musical with with bears and chickens and things and, and singing and dancing and shooting. And they all shake their head. And he's like, no, no shooting. <laughs> so he immediately reveals himself as a scam artist because he's like, oh, so it'll be $300 for each of you that you pay me, and then uh, I'll run off some posters and rent the theater and all that stuff. Like, that's your job, Mr. Producer Man. Like, yes, we might put yeah. up a front a little bit, but, like, excuse you. Uh, at which point the cops burst in to arrest him for fraud, and he takes Gonzo and uh, Henrietta the Chicken as hostages. And then Animal jumps on him from the door jam in a move that I used to, like... He's, like, splitting the door jam with his feet like I used to do when I was a little kid, climbing mm-hmm. all the way up, and then jumps on him, and they, like, have a slapstick hallway chase. There's a lot of Muppet legs and feet in this movie. Like, it's more than weird. normal. It's yes. weird. Yeah. But cool, because you can't, like, it's not, it's not like, clockable wires or anything, but it's still, like, ugh. Yeah. It's, it's, it makes me uncomfortable to see Muppet feet. <laughs> no, I don't get I uncomfortable don't... unless I see, like, Muppet bike riding weirds me out <laughs> that's also in this movie it is in this movie yeah no thank you you can keep the muppet feet i don't need to see those we didn't mention the great like stupid humor of they found dabney coleman by picking up a newspaper and in it it just says broadway producer directory and it lists all of the the broadway yes. producers and their numbers and addresses that's how newspapers used to work didn't you know that yeah of course so he gets caught and animal helps like grab his leg and slow him down and the police catch up to him and he henrietta and gonzo get away safely so we get this montage of them audition auditioning for various producers and pitching their show all over town and it's like you know first of three montages i think yeah yeah this movie has a lot of montages and a lot of just like disjointedness but we can get into that as it comes up um we meet rizzo at the diner where he's working as a cook 
Uh, is this the first Rizzo? Do you know? I don't know, but it's a rare moment where Rizzo and Gonzo aren't connected. Because right, usually right. they're like buddies. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was. In- I don't know if this is or not. I, I, I did try to look it up, and I did not find the answer easily. But I'm sure it exists on the internet. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but but Rizzo kind of joins the gang instead of already being part of it, which it was which I thought was interesting. He like comes to their table and uh, to serve them at this restaurant and gives a whole sob story about supporting his family. He doesn't have any money, and then as soon as Fozzie says we don't have any money either, he goes not my table and walks away. Yes, yes. Oh, that's right. Rizzo's not the cook. He is a uh, he becomes a cook. Waiter. I think yes. But he is the waiter at first. Uh, he's also waiting on a woman who's an absolute psycho and is eating, like, a turkey dinner at this diner. And he she orders a glass of milk to go with it, at which point I think you should just call the police. Yeah, she's a nut job. Uh, no offense intended to our listeners who enjoy a tall, cold glass of milk with their roast turkey dinner. Or just I... in general. Like, if you just, like, <laughs> let me have a cold glass of milk. Well, I. Uh, not everyone is lactose intolerant, so like I get like sometimes a glass of milk with some cookies is like my favorite okay, thing. That's different than like let me just drink a, gla- a whole glass of milk with dinner. Like that's weird. If you're like I agree, I'm having I, cereal or cookies, milk, sure, milk goes with sweet foods in my brain. So this woman having a turkey dinner, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's just trying to take a Did nap at the any- table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a good way to go to sleep. Did you have any friends growing up that you found out were like milk at dinner houses and were like? struggling to deal with it i feel like i had one not they, it's not like they like poured a glass for me but they were like like what do you want with dinner and he was and like one person was like oh i'll have you know a glass of milk and i was like what because <laughs> even as a kid i didn't like milk like a chocolate milk i could get down with but i generally wasn't a milk kid other than yeah, cereals yeah, yeah. and cookies I, I had the, like, sit down to the table for dinner and there's a glass of milk there and having to, like, power through it with, you know, oh, I don't God. remember what the food was. but And I don't even remember who the friend was, but I remember it happening and being like, oh, no, what am what I going do? to do here? This is not a breakfast for dinner situation. Right? Anyway, we just alienated. Like, certainly there's at least one person who listens to the show who's like, Fuck The dairy farmers of America are so angry with us. <laughs> We're so, so many tweets. The Got um, Milk campaign is going to be so angrily tweeting us. Look, if you like milk with your dinner, we're sorry. Okay, we immediately backtrack. (laughs) I'll stick to my guns. But yeah, Uh, I just don't think a glass of milk and a cheeseburger is a good diner order, personally. I I wouldn't order a glass of milk out at a restaurant. That seems like a weird thing. (laughs) I've done it at a breakfast joint. Okay, I'll give you that one. Um, So the, the, the diner owner is like... Oh yeah, one moo juice coming right up, and or cow juice coming right up, and I was like, "Well, that's the grossest thing you could call it." Yeah, it's it's well, he's this lovely Italian old man who like speaks with a heavy accent and constantly rambles, and I just love how I'm surprised he wasn't like a celebrity get. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, this would have been like perfect Danny DeVito. Oh my God, Danny DeVito! <laughs> Although he's probably the same height as the Muppets, so you you'd have you'd run yeah. into some troubles there. I want, like, child-friendly Frank from It's Always Sunny to have been... <laughs> I was Because thinking... he, 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 does, he does the ramble thing you mentioned a few times, but he always circles back to being like, peoples is peoples, right? Peoples, peoples is, peoples. is peoples. But he But he just says nonsense around that. He's like, cheese is cheese. Music float air. I'm doing Russian. <laughs> this is not Italian. Yeah. He's like, peoples but it is kind of what peoples. he sounds like. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I was I was surprised that this wasn't. I mean, in my mind, I was like, oh, this should have been like Captain Lou Albano doing his terrible Mario voice. 
Like, right? Yeah, no, I'm into it. Or Dabney Coleman should have been here. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a good use of Dabney Coleman. Although I think Dabney Coleman is, like, not wanting to hang out all day with the Muppets. Oh, that's a shame. So he goes to give Kermit and the gang some free soup, and Kermit meets Jenny, the aspirational waitress, who is, like, a waitress right now, but will soon be a big-name fashion designer. And she's uh, the owner's son. Daughter. The owner's daughter. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's great because Kermit's like we don't have any money and then he rambles and goes away and Kermit's like well I guess I'm leaving and Jenny is like I bet Pop's back there fixing you up a bunch of soup bowls right now and Kermit goes yeah we're souping them (laughs) yes there's a couple little non sequitur lines like that that really make this movie work like for Muppet fun but not enough Mm-hmm. I think I there wish needs there to be, was more. Of that. I love Muppets Dumb. Muppet Dumb humor is my favorite. Like it's very yeah. Mel Brooksy. It's my favorite. Like that line could have been in Clue, and I would have laughed it just as hard. Absolutely. So everyone at the table is like, "Oh, by the way, Kermit, we have job offers out of town, and we are going to be leaving because cause we they know. think he's too stressed being nervous about them, and they're like, well, we want we don't want him to be concerned for us. He needs to focus on the on the show, and like.'" We're right. gonna, so we're going to take that burden off of him. It's the classic, you know, miscommunication. Like, just talk to each other and you can work this out. Just get jobs exactly. in New York City. Exactly. Like, why Animal isn't popping out of the hot dog part of a hot dog cart with, like, four hot dogs in his teeth is beyond me. How do we not get that or, scene? Or becoming the house drummer for, like, The Tonight Show. Shut up. I would have loved that. <laughs> like, he is a drummer. Or, like, just like all of Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem are, like, the drummer for Carson. Or the, the house band for Carson on The Tonight Show. That would have been amazing. I know. And it would have been, like, so easy to pull that off. It's, like, a, checks a cameo box and also. Like, I just, it doesn't make any sense. And it me. would have been promotion for the movie of, like, an actual yeah. recording night of the show. Yeah, when... if they had done it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1980s Jim Henson Company, call us. Yeah, I really we could have the DeLorean the for you. Give us a call. Um, and then we get a sad Muppet song, and I don't love sad Muppet songs. No, I don't either. And this is like sad Kermit being like, everyone has left me, and I'm all alone now. It's like, whoa, this is like really harsh in my mellow. I traveled for work recently, and I was on a, had a really short flight from Baltimore to Boston, so I was on the plane for like. 65 minutes in the air and I needed to watch this movie. So I started watching it before we took off and then, you know, had it going for takeoff. And I had my uh, little tablet hanging from the seat back in front of me, but I had to put it on the outside instead of the inside. Cause the way like I was twisted in the seat, it was mm-hmm. not working. And so all I could think of is like a bunch of people on this plane think I'm a freaking psycho because I'm watching a Muppet movie and taking like notes as, as the movie goes like, I was like a bunch of people on this plane are like, this dude has a bomb in a backpack. Like this dude has yeah. a problem. Well, as I was watching the movie, a friend came over and he was like, uh, he was like, like I was like, hang on. I was like, he was like, you haven't seen this movie before. And I was like, no, I have a couple times, but like, I have to watch it and take my notes on it. And then I like flipped through the notebook and he was like, oh wow, you really take notes on these. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, couldn't you just go on like Wikipedia and use the like plot summary? And I was like, no, 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 no. I have to write jokes and observations about the movie. (laughs) I was like, we pull up Wikipedia. These are notes of like, (laughs) 
it's we not a recap show. We forget the plot. Yeah, it's like we frequently forget the plot of the movie. This is for me to make stupid goofs like, oh, I wonder if the Uber driver would fit there. Right? The I feel like, okay, there's one Muppet character who I think did drive a taxi. He's a taxi driver in, um, I believe it's the Great Muppet Keeper, when he like crashes into the Heartbreak Hotel. Yes. He Isn't it is Dr. the Keith? Uber driver. No, no, no. Oh, he's not Dr. Oh, Deep. Oh. He is oh, the Uber driver. Oh, the random Muppet. The random really? Muppet. I've, I look at his face. I'm like, you're you're the Uber driver. <laughs> if I used your... If I used... <laughs> if I, hey, guys. There's some gum and some water in the back. <laughs> he is the yeah, Uber driver. No. Um, so everyone leaves. Uh, we see the biking Muppet. Um, yes, which is unsettling. It is. And it ends with a really great shot of... It's scooter on a black background and big in the center, surrounded by little sil- like faded circle versions of all the Muppets singing the final song, like the notes of the song. And then it fades into Kermit's face. And I was like, why don't they make movies like this anymore? Like, it's a children's movie that is well shot and well crafted and funny for everyone. Like, what happened? That movies, the kids movies stare like, fart, twerk, here's a popular song. <laughs> uh, Shrek. Is the answer to your question. No way. 100%. The Shrek was the first movie that was like, we're going to do pop culture jokes and modern references. And it made like, I don't know how much money Shrek made, but like conservatively a fuck ton. And sh- literally after Shrek, children's movies changed. So you either had like the Pixar crew of like, we're making art for children or the other people exactly what you said, like twerk, twerk, fart, snap, fart, Snapchat. Like, it's Shrek. It's Shrek. Shrek ruined yeah. children's movies. Because DreamWorks movies are hot garbage. I don't, like, I'm trying to remember other than sh- the original Shrek and maybe Shrek 2. The original Shrek and Shrek 2 are both trash. I invite you to rewatch them and, and, and join me on this on this island. Okay. Um, they, there is, the, the, it's insane how dated that movie feels because everything in it is jokes about other movies. It's almost as bad as those, like, Friedberg Seltzer disaster movie type spoof movies. Oh, I didn't it's know the almost... names attached to those movies. I just know them as blank movies. Yeah, yeah. It's Aaron Friedberg and something Seltzer. I don't remember the other guy's name. But yeah, I'm telling you, man, Shrek does not hold up. Like, there's a joke in that movie where Princess Fiona jumps in the air and freezes and it does Matrix. Oh, they do a Matrix time. joke? Yep. And it's like, it's, it's like. The, that was already, I think Shrek came out in 2000 or 2001. Yeah, yeah. right in that ballpark. Because I remember seeing it as a counselor in training at camp. It was like a special treat. They like took us to the movies one day. And I remember thinking even then, I was like, I'm a little too old for this. And then The Matrix at that point was at least two years old. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So you're like that's it's already like on the edge of dating. But yeah, man, I I know people love Shrek. I know people are out there like frantically looking for their unsubscribe button. I just killed like all of our recent progress and new listeners. Welcome, by the way, if you're new to the show, we're, we're glad to have you. Because um, like yeah, man, Shark Tale I, is terrible. Yep. Um, I I'm struggling to remember other DreamWorks movies because they're all bad. Kung Fu Panda. I remember thinking uh, was not awful. Yeah, I mean it's a Jack Black vehicle about a panda who does kung fu, so I'm it's already right. it's already a low bar. Um Right. But they like if they have a good franchise a good movie, they're like we're going to make seven sequels until people don't want to see them anymore. And then yeah. everyone gets t- like people got tired of Shrek. People got tired of Kung Fu Panda. Except 
apparently our appetite for minions will never be wedded. I am over it. I've been I've over been it. I've been over it. <laughs> I was over it when I finished watching Despicable Me, which I was like, that wasn't that funny. And also, what's up with the weird yellow monsters for the whole thing? They're in their fourth movie. Not the minions themselves. Th- they were major parts of the three Despicable Me movies, and they got their own movie. Yeah, I knew that. And they have apparently a character breakfast in Universal. I would rather pull my toenails out with a pair of pliers. Yeah, at the the minions, I, I you must it must be like a if you have kids thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Like they, didn't they also they do didn't they also do Sing or was that a different terrible movie company? I, I think that was them. Yeah, it was just it's it's basically they cre- they so DreamWorks makes the ones that are like twerk twerk fart pop song pop song pop song. Yeah. That, Ugh, God, why do you make movies? It's just, like those are Uncle Baby's Uncle TV babysitter movies. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then I guess Pixar does do that. I still haven't seen Coco because I was like, a Pixar movie about death? No, thank you. <laughs> uh, it comes to Netflix. You're working in no matter month. what. I don't need to see your whole movie about death. <laughs> well, it comes to Netflix at the end of the month, so you can catch it there. I will see it. I will. I just, I, I was like, oh, I haven't had a week where I don't feel like smiling. So. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, I, I think Shrek is is almost directly responsible for the the ruining of children's uh, movies. So bummer. That's my hot take for the day. <laughs> also, we're we're doing the thing we do when we really don't like a movie, and I want to take a like halfway. We through love the, episode, the movie. Temperature. We'll like the movie. I love you. Like okay, okay. Because I was gonna say, I was like, I don't love this. I, I it's it's not trash, but I was okay. I was, that's all I wanted. Um. So, but when I was a child i had um one of my cds in my little cd collection as a kid was a muppets collection and okay. so it was the sound it, on one on one disc it was the soundtrack to this one the soundtrack to um the great muppet caper and i think the original muppet movie as well as like 15 songs from the tv show so it was like a 40 track cd and i remember listening to these songs a bunch on my little like anti like anti skip disc man, yeah yeah yeah. My lime green anti skip disc man. <laughs> so Pete needs help at the diner, so he hires Rizzo's friends who are all rats, and then Kermit as his dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And Miss Piggy, uh, we see her incognito like trench coat up, spying on Kermit. Like so, she hasn't left the city yet. Right, and so Kermit at this point is wearing a disguise, and I don't like. I guess he's supposed to be like seventies. He looks this like this Tootsie. Guy, he does look like Tootsie. He's wearing this like, f- you know, froey type wig and these wide lapels and this like seventies era suit. And like, if you're gonna do that, you need to put a little cocaine smudge on Kermit's upper lip. By the way, oh right. So the the, <laughs> the Muppets can't go to college because they can't be around beer drinking. But this movie needed a cocaine smudge. <laughs> it did. It did. It would have improved it. But he like he's doing you this. Take like, your filth out of my Muppets. <laughs> He's doing this like snap, 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 fingers, you know, snapping fingers like, hey, Jackie, baby, you read my script yet? It's a war. It's a dynamite script. You got to check it out. It's buff. Like, he's like, what's his, the guy, the, the 80s businessman in Futurama. Right. But he's doing like New York tough guy and then claiming to be from California. And so I was just like, I don't know what, like, I don't follow the bit, Kermit. I, I don't follow the bit. I loved the bit. Cause it was, it was classic little kid logic of like, 
Oh, just walk in like you own the place, and no one will like it. it basically, imagine Kermit as a child with a fake mustache, and like in the out in the getup, being like, "Hey, never change a thing. I'm gonna go back to the meeting. Hey, Jackie, how you been? I love the office. Don't change a thing. You read the script. It's a hot script. You gotta take the script. We gotta do lunch. I gotta go. Like, if, as yeah. long as you don't stop talking, they won't catch you. Exactly. And it's uh, John Landis in a cameo here as the guy who Kermit's trying to sell this script to. And he, as soon as Kermit leaves, just hucks it right in the trash, which I appreciated. Right, yeah. It it almost the office almost reminded me of Gremlins two, and I think that was a '90s movie because there's a Hulk Hogan reference. 1990, yeah. Yeah, it's very like angular and like you know that '90s terrible design feel. Yeah. So Jenny meets up with Kermit in the park, and Piggy is keeping her undercover sneaking going. And these construction workers start catcalling Miss Piggy. And there's, like, a few things that I really love about Muppets. Muppet Dumb, you already talked about, I also love. But I also love when people see the Muppets and treat them like humans. So the fact that these dudes... Yeah, the fact that these dudes are all, like, straight up hitting on Miss Piggy as if she's not... Even if you just want to be like, okay, throw away the fact that it's a felt puppet... And it's representing like an actual pig, anthropomorphized pig. It's like, well, now they're hitting on a pig, but they just like, they're like, hey, toots, hey, you want a little uh, uh, shake with them fries? Like, and then, but then they start going like, suey. And I was like, okay, we're like, we're veering too far. Like, let's, (laughs) let's course correct a little bit. Yes. You're making me uncomfortable. So I, I remembered certain things about this movie and forgot others. And in my head, I was like, oh, does Miss Piggy, like, beat them all? Like, she should just, like, take a bar and, like, go down the line and knock them all out and then go back to watching. Would have been better. I would have liked that. Um, But, no, Kermit – she's watching Kermit and Jenny. And because Kermit is a tiny Muppet, he's very awkward to hug. Yes. So anyone who hugs Kermit does this, like, haunch, like, your shoulders gently – put your hands on the puppet but don't like do yes. anything it's very weird to look at and so when when piggy sees this she hulks out as miss piggy does because she's my favorite and like bends a steel girder and then destroys an oil an old oil drum and all the construction worker dudes are like oh shit she's crazy and backs away right right but i wanted her to knock them out yeah i w- i wanted it to be like dunk 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 like a three stooges bit go back to watching see that they hug and then go crazy and break and break something like i wonder exactly. to hit hit some scaffolding and it just like collapses <laughs> they get they get like uh the shredder at the end of the ninja turtles movie where they like collapse <laughs> a building on him yes she exactly just, like collapses a building on these construction workers Boom. she's like treat women like people <laughs> tosses her hair <laughs> yeah and then bounces away. The bounce walk. Yes, yes. Uh, so we cut back to Piggy's job where she's very late. Uh, and it turns out she's working with Joan Rivers, who is... It's a great cameo where she just gets to come play in the sandbox and be turned up to 11. And she's clearly just having a ball with it. Yeah, it's so great because she's like... Piggy's clearly upset. They're they're selling a perfume and makeup line called Quelle Difference, which means what a difference. Like, that's just all that means in French. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that sounds like a real perfume name. Perfume name, though. I know, but like it's what, like when you translate it, it just means what a difference, right? What a difference this perfume makes. I wouldn't, but you wouldn't buy that in a, if if there was an American perfume called What a Difference. I'd be like, I'm not gonna buy that. I think that totally sounds like an Axe flavor. Yeah, an Axe 
this. <laughs> right, but I think the bit is supposed to be it's like cheap, shitty French perfume. Okay, that's fair. Um, so she's like, "Oh, you're you're you are pretty, Piggy," and Piggy's like, "Am I gorgeous?" She goes, "Don't push it, but you can be." And she busts out this makeup and does a whole like manic makeup routine on Piggy. She gives her blush and then gives her these really thick like like new jersey girl dark eyebrows and then does it on her face and like puts freckles on her nose and then rubs lipstick all over her face and it looks like when a little kid plays with makeup for the first time like they just see they see that mom does puts this stuff on her face so let me also put this stuff on my face and it's just like exactly a nightmare mess yeah no rhyme or reason in a movie, you're used to seeing this kind of silliness and being like, and we fade to black, and like this is a cute moment for Miss Piggy. But because it's the Muppets, we cut to the rest of the store watching them horrified of these two yes. theoretically grown-ass women just like smearing red lipstick all over each other's faces and cackling. Exactly. It's like, a, it's like they had a duo psychotic break. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah. So cut back to the diner, and the rats are doing all the cooking now. I think that's why I got confused earlier with Rizzo. Yeah, there's a Um, really great musical montage here. There is, but also I'd like to say, I see what you did, Pixar, you thieves. Ratatouille. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a a woman came into where I work, and... We are, it's a, she's, the word, the word gratuity is on something, like, suggested gratuity. And she straight up said, gratitude, and I had to walk away. Like, I'm so glad someone else was helping her. But she says, she was, oh, I have to leave gratitude, and I was like, and I'm going into the office to hide. You know what, you know what that, you know what, you know why that is? That poor woman, her children watch Ratatouille 85 Why? times a week, and she just, like, every word of that is blazoned in her brain forever. <laughs> and she's just like, well, I'm doing my best. More Ratatouille <laughs> for everybody. Gratitouille, Ratatouille, Baba Booey. Like, she's just enjoying herself. But, so there's this really great moment of this, it's sort of like Trash in the Camp from Tarzan, where they're just all sort of vocalizing. But there's uh, one of the rat puppets is skating on butter pads on the stove, and you can see mm-hmm. the like trail of butter and the sizzle. One of them is riding an egg beater like it's a bike. It's like really cool looking because it's so it's yeah. so well done. Kermit, but is, Pixar straight up lifted almost all this. For, isn't there a sequence at the end mustache. of Ratatouille where the rats like all come together? I think so. I mean, it's been, I saw Ratatouille once, and I was like, that's enough for me. Yeah, but um, I feel like at the end, like a bunch of rats started cooking. That seems right. Like, all the rats had to come together. Like, the, the restaurant run by rats. So Kermit's uh, next step of the plan, because he believes that the rubber producer has uh, read his script and loves it, is to start, is to create buzz about it. And he's like, I need a mustache. And Jenny goes, oh, when are you going to start growing that? And he's like, I stopped shaving three days ago. And she's <laughs> like, oh. And I was like, oh, I feel that in my soul as a child. When I was like a a teenager high college kid who like didn't <laughs> couldn't grow anything and she's like well let's get you some some makeup and we'll fix this and then a mail call happens and we get to see what happens like how the other muppets are doing and i i love these moments one of the favorite like my favorite one is gonzo that we don't get till later um but i almost wonder if these being removed would make the movie feel less disjointed because we, like, take a break from this plot to be like, Scooter's working at a movie theater with the Swedish chef. Yes. And Rolf is, you know, running a doggy daycare. And, like, I, they're, it's really cool to get to see them in these situations. We get to see Swedish chef and Lou, and, uh, Lou Zealand shows up. And he's one of my favorite B-list uh, 
C list rather Muppets. Yeah, I was like maybe even D list, but go on. Um, he's got he's got I've got some paper towels, and I that is one of my favorite Muppet lines for how stupid it is and makes zero. No, sense. I like that character too. I was just putting him on the appropriate tier, is all. Um, but I almost wonder if they weren't in the movie and they were like um over the credits. It was like here's what the Muppets were doing while they were away. Right. I almost think that what you like, even if you just took them and put them all together, and it was like, yeah, because we get two sessions of it, and I don't think you right. need two sessions. And I, so I have a note later in here that like a lot of this movie kind of feels like a bunch of Muppet sketches that were for the television show that they were like, oh, it's not going to work, and we got to pad out this movie. So they pull like Rolf working at the the dog thing doesn't it, it's too, it's too long. And, it is, and it's also completely disconnected from the rest of the movie. Like he, there's this like froofy dog Fifi, and the owner's an a hole, and it's all this stuff, and none of it ever comes back. Like he doesn't like liberate Fifi the dog and steal her from Snookums. her terrible owner. Snookums, sorry, but like yeah, I'm with you. Like I, it really feels disjointed. And even if they had done like one long montage of like Kermit gets a bunch of postcards in the middle, and it's like hey, what's the gang up to? And it's like flipping through and it's like, oh, Fozzie's hibernating in Maine. And it's like, you go through it that way. It would be better. Maybe, but I'm with you. Like at, at best they need to be rearranged at, and at, at worst, they definitely like could be lost from this movie and you wouldn't lose anything. Or shortened to like 30 seconds. They're all, it's like a couple minutes with each person. And it's like a fully realized moment with a beginning, middle and end. And I'm like, I don't need that right now. Like, yep. Like, I I'm fine. Like it, that, Fozzie has an uncomfortable relationship with a lady bear. Like, I don't need to know that. Like, right. It doesn't help the movie. I don't need a full four minutes of Rolf be like the visual of Rolf being the front desk guy at a doggy daycare is funny. Yeah. Like him checking in a snooty dog and it's 30 seconds and it's quick. Love it. It's a cute little moment, but I don't need all of that. The only one I will say right. can go all is Gonzo's. Oh, with the, with the stunt. Uh, water skis the water skis from Jaws the, 3. the giant dude in the big chicken costume like it's that one i love but all the all the others i feel like can be shortened or even cut the other thing i think that would make it work that isn't the way this movie is structured is if they were like okay we're graduating college all of us have jobs to do kermit is going to new york to try to sell the show and if he's successful he'll tell us and then you could have done like a I sold the show and he picks. And so like the bit with Rolf is like the snooty guy is like, and Schnookums needs to have four grams of seafood every 14 minutes. And he's and the phone rings and he's like, excuse me. And then he picks it up and Kermit's like, yay. And it's, Rolf just, is it's, like, just, it's just phone in one hand, <laughs> arms flailing. Yeah. 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 And it's just like Rolf being like, I quit. And he hangs up the phone and like gets in his car and like, it's, the getting the band together. Oh, that would have been really that would have been really satisfying. And it could have been the same thing with Fozzie. Like the phone rings. It's a payphone in this cave for no reason because it's the no. Muppets. I want like and, you know how they have those so, football phones where that like it hide it's like yes. hides in the, it would have been like hidden in the wall and he just like would have pulled a chunk of rock out of the wall. Yeah, that's what I exactly. want. Exactly. Some, something. Yeah, that could be a good joke too. But it just being like it wakes up some bear and they're like, huh, Fo- Fozzie, phones for you. The phone. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's so it it would at least give you all these little good visual jokes that they came up with without the sketches and you get like one or two little jokes and get back to the movie instead of being like, hey, we're going to put the brakes on Kermit and the story you care about. And here here's Rolf and a dude who's a jerk off like like I don't understand what the point is. Yeah, 
it was not the best choice. Um, although we do get Dr. Teeth and the electric polka, and that's always a good one. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. But like I said, I wanted But that was short and for... sweet. It was like literally 45 seconds. It was like, we're doing okay, man. We got a gig. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like they're in like a beer house restaurant where the waitresses and the servers are dressed in like lederhosen and grindles. And then they're just all in a polka band and people are polkaing. And they're like, and that's it. That's all you need to see. Exactly. So Kermit puts on a mustache disguise and he goes to, I really love this scene actually, but this is another scene where it just is totally a sketch that was from the Muppet show and mm-hmm. it got put in the movie. Kermit has a mustache on and he goes to it in a this restaurant in a trench coat. With he goes all to Sardi's. It's it. a famous restaurant. Yeah. Sardi's. Yeah. 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 I, I knew, I knew it, but I couldn't remember the name. Um, I certainly yeah. recognize all the caricatures. So the big hook at Sardis is all the celebrities who come in have a caricature on the wall. And so Kermit takes down Liza Minnelli and puts his up. And I'm like, oh, cool. We're about to get a Liza Minnelli cameo in this movie. Like, that's definitely what this is leading to. And, like, of all the celebrity cameos, the people like Joan Rivers and Liza Minnelli who are like very large personalities are the perfect fit for the Muppets because they get it and will just lean mm-hmm. into their thing. And so like, I, I know me, what I'm here for. Yeah. And so like, like sometimes you got lucky with like when the Prince, when the Prince Jesus, when Prince was on the Muppet show, he did um, raspberry sorbet, which is like hilarious. And, and, and all these other great funny songs that he did. Cause he also was a big fan of the Muppets, but looking at Prince, I would never have been like, Oh yeah, he's definitely the kind of guy who's going to be like raspberry sorbet, and it's going to be great on the Muppets. Like, never, never would I have guessed that. Yeah, like, yeah. So I, the Muppets bring out the best in people. Yeah, but with someone like Liza, I'm like, oh man, I'm excited to see what she's going to do because she's definitely like it's the it's the Chekhov's Liza Minnelli. It's <laughs> there's a Which Liza is a Minnelli, sweet, in the, a sweet, sweet Chekhov. Yeah, so. So his plan is to have all the rats scurry under the tables and whisper about how Kermit is a famous Broadway producer for um, Manhattan Melodies, and it works. So the whole restaurant is staring at Kermit being like, ooh, did you hear about Manhattan Melodies? That sounds so exciting. Um, and then Liza comes in, like young young Liza with, with mini mullet it walks in and sees everyone staring at her direction because she's staying in front of Kermit. And she turns around and she's like... <laughs> did I do something wrong? <laughs> and does her, and like asks about why her picture's not up there. And then at this point, I heard the rat start to whisper like, Oh, that food smells good. And I thought it was going to go, they're going to ruin the whisper chain and turn it into everyone talking about how good the food is. That would have been even funnier. I agree. Cause instead they like pop up and everyone freaks out and we get a really creepy fast running Muppet rat. But this, like the ending of this is how you would end the sketch. Yes, it is. Like, it, it escalates, 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 hits 11, boom, and then you're done. So that's why I felt like this felt like cutting room floor Muppet. Mm-hmm. I agree. Muppet show. So they kick everyone out because Kermit took down Liza's portrait or caricature and replaced it with his own. I wonder if that if Kermit's is actually in Sardis today. Uh, that's a good question. We should look that up. So uh, Kermit and Jenny are, like, on a park bench feeling dejected. Piggy is, uh, creepily, is like, creeping on him. And Jenny is like, let's go for a jog. It'll clear your mind. And Miss Piggy, ever the symbol of me, goes, oh, no. Oh, no. Dear Lord, not <laughs> jogging. <laughs> and has to, like, jog behind them in, like, a lady's skirt suit. Yeah. Um, and then her purse gets stolen, and she steals someone else's. She doesn't steal. She borrows someone else's roller skates and skates after him. 
and it's a high octane roller skate chase. Yeah, it's a Muppet on roller skates seems like it would be something that was terrible, but it actually kind of works out in a hilarious, lovely way. Yeah, because they don't they only show a full sized person in a piggy costume uh, roller skating from far away. So the perspective is never weird. Um, It's always like a a full wide shot. Yes. Also, it's Gregory Hines who she steals the roller skates from just just since we're counting celebrity cameos. What would I know him from? Um, would I know him is the, the real question. I mean, he was in history of the world part one. Oh, running, running scared. I know him from running scared with Billy crystal, but I'm sure there's other things that you would probably know him from, uh, but definitely history of the world part one. Oh, you know what? This is early enough in his career that it wasn't a cameo. It was Gregory Hines as roller skater. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, it's the roller skater. Not the, Oh, I thought no, you were talking the about the thief. Skater. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize the roller no, skater. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. Uh, I also love that Piggy comes off the top rope with, like, a perfect frog splash. Oh, it's so she, great. <laughs> to catch to catch the guy that stole her purse, she leaps off a rock and it's, like, this beautiful splash. Well, so I'm watching this and realizing that the way it's shot, because it's the, it's the purse snatcher running from Miss Piggy through the woods of Central Park. And I was, it's got this, like, bouncy, fun chase music, like, 70s car chase, like, cop chase music. Yeah, but I was like, if you cut this with like, this would be a horror movie chase with like, because it's like close up on his feet crunching leaves, and he's like stopping to catch his breath and look around. Like you could you could easily just drop in new music, and it would be like Miss Piggy the serial killer coming after her next victim. Definitely, I also like that they sprung for the budget to actually fake Central Park, like they did. Like, I don't know that they actually shot in Central Park, but I believe they were in Central Park instead of just like, no, they were. Oh, I don't know. We're just we're just going to put some tropic or some toxic waste all over this place and Jason will punch people. It'll be fine. No one will know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that they actually filmed this in Central Park. It's pretty easy to fake that in a way that. Well, I mean, it was shot on location in New York. A lot of it. Oh, OK. Um, I also just read a note that um, the woman who played Jenny said that during filming, there was a, a camera problem. So the jogging scene was delayed. And a little boy passing by approached and started talking to Kermit and was completely not noticing that Jim Henson was operating him. And so while they're fixing everything, Jim Henson is just sitting there having a full on conversation and performance with a little boy. So I've read a couple of different articles where people who like the Muppets get a chance to interview them. And every single one of them says, you feel like you're interviewing Kermit the Frog or Miss Piggy, or Ralf, Ralph, 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 sorry, like Ralph. Ralph, yeah, yeah, like you're sitting there with a person and the puppet, and the, like, you can see the puppet and the operator, and the, you can see the puppet's mouth, the puppeteer's mouth moving, but something about these creatures, like, you just totally buy into it, and I was, I always thought that was a little weird, but then I watched the announcement, or Comic-Con panel of the Muppets when they did that real short show on ABC that was kind of like two I heard adult. it was pretty good it's alright I mean episodes. yeah it's yeah whatever I mean it's fine I always enjoy more opportunity with the Muppets so I thought it was an interesting idea but at this panel the puppeteers were sitting up there and some of these puppeteers do two or three or four Muppet characters and there was a scene uh, where one guy pulled out two of his Muppets and was like talking to each other and even in that scenario, I was totally focused on the Muppets. So I could totally see this kid would not even, like, have thought about the fact that Jim Henson was there. 
I agree, yeah. Um, also, the portrait of Kermit is a permanent fixture in Sardis. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, so we take a Central Park carriage ride, because we're in Central Park, and we see Statler and Waldorf nearby, which is always a hoot. I'm a big oh, fan of them. They're back. I love them. Uh, and then we do a flashback to Muppet Babies, but puppet style. Well, it's not a. It's the first. This is the first iteration of Muppet Babies. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, but we flash back to the Muppets as babies. Yeah. Sorry, I should have. Yeah, I think Baby Rolf is my favorite of the Baby Muppets. <laughs> He's going so ham on this piano. He's it's just like, like going into like, smashing his hands up and down. Yeah, yeah. He, it's it feels like um, the pianist at the end of Sister Act when they sing "I I Love Him." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the banana. Yeah. yeah, I just like yeah, that's what yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah. to me. I wrote down Ben Folds, which is a little bit more contemporary of a reference, but not that contemporary of a reference. Yeah, I mean, they're they're both good references to specific audiences. So Piggy's working as a waitress, and we get another mail call. And this is the point where I could, the movie kind of lost me, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. because it was it was basically the same exact thing that we just did at Mail Call, except checking in with some other Muppets. And it was just like, why are we taking a break for random sketches? And I loved gonzo doing the jaws three water ski thing and we already talked about this a little bit but it's like ugh, like why are we why are we doing this in two separate blocks i agree i almost wish because i don't know if it was it a direct reference to jaws three or was it just no. like uh, i was gonna say because if it was i would have loved a like com- giant camilla shark <laughs> like I mean, a I giant here for that like a beak like the beak comes out of the water like the fin <laughs> like i'm here for that um, Kermit, meanwhile, has gotten contact from a producer who's a very famous Broadway producer and is like, hey, I heard about your show. I want to do it. And he gets there and this young guy catches him and is like, oh, wait, are you Kermit the Frog? I'm like, yeah, of course he is. I, I was the like, only you just said the frog. Today. Like, what do you think, yeah. dum dum? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he, he's like, oh, you're 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 him. You're Kermit the Frog. So he like pulls Kermit aside and is like, look, I lied. Can't go in my office. I use my yeah, like, and then he comes clean really quickly, which I was happy about because I was assuming this was going to be like a major point. But no, this guy's like, "Hey, I lied to you. I'm not really uh, the, who I said I was, but I do want to produce your show." And my I'm dad's got son. a lot of money, and he, yeah, he said he would do it. So the dad comes in and he's like, "Dad, I've got great news." And he, the dad, looks at Kermit and looks at the guy and he goes, "Well, if you two are in love, I don't want to hear anything about it." <laughs> I was so happy. I love it. I love it so much. And then that's followed up immediately by the son going, well, I want, he explains that he wants to do a play or the musical. And he's like, I want to do something different. And the dad's response is, so put jello in your pants. Yeah. I'm still waiting <laughs> to hear the good news. Yeah. Um, but he agrees. He's like, all right, I'll give you the money. You can have the show. The catch is it has to be ready in six weeks, which, no, uh, yeah, you're right. Two months. Well, two weeks. Is it two weeks? Okay. It's two weeks. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to project because I never did any musical theater in high school. But from what I know, that is literally impossible. Not necessarily if you're taking it, if you're remounting a show you've already done. Okay. But in that case, props are built, sets are built. Everything is just in storage and needs to come back out. Yeah. So I think the creation of the show is mostly them building the sets and stuff in new york but also i mean the sets that they created were not built in two weeks i will tell you that yeah no for sure um but i think if it was like taking a show that had already been performed in front of audiences and is pretty much 
done just needs a, a little fine tuning would be possible to be revamped like um remounted in two weeks but in the scenario in this movie impossible well, especially because I forgot that Kermit got the, got amnesia, but as soon as he hung up the phone, I was like, oh, fuck, Kermit gets amnesia, and then got yeah. hit by the car. Yeah, Kermit gets hit by a car, and this is another thing in this movie, I think you touched on it earlier and said it would be better if he got amnesia, like, in the first 20 minutes, and I agree with you, like, it just, it's supposed to be the sort of, like, all is lost moment, and you, like, oh, no, or our hero is going to pull through and do this. But it just ends up making the movie feel even more disjointed because at the point where the band finally gets back together, Kermit's not in the picture and he's like selling soap or whatever. It should have been like Kermit gets kidnapped. Yeah. Like that's what I feel like Kermit gets kidnapped and the gang is like trying to find him is better than Kermit yes. gets amnesia and has a whole B plot of being a soap salesman. Yes, and I'm like, there's so much time spent on Kermit being good at selling soap, and I'm like, yeah, he's good at everything, but why is this in the movie? And then there's all the alliteration of Bill, Jill, and Gill, and yeah. you know, something from the grill, Bill. Silk makes me ill. And I'm like, shut up! Just shut up! Yeah, you should have been so much time. You should have been kidnapped by like a rival Broadway producer and be like, you're going to write for me instead. Like, that's what it should have been. Yeah, or just, like, anything but what it is would be good to me. Yeah, we get some more old man Italian ramblings. Um, I think Jenny sometimes reminds me of Kristen Ritter. Yeah, definitely. You might, who the audience might know from Don't Trust the Bee and Jessica Jones. Yeah, just she is to, Jessica Jones. Just to give a, a reference point to people who don't know her by name, like the two of us. I also love the part where Kermit is in the hospital with amnesia, and the nurse is like, well, your case is hopeless. Here's some clean clothes. Good luck. <laughs> like, really a picture of excellent health care in New York City. That feels, like, accurate, though. Like, accurate health care oh, assessment. No, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But the best is she goes, so you were found with no ID and totally naked. So I looked into some nudist colonies to find out who you are. And I was like, that's <laughs> I like thought a, that solid, was really good. a solid jump. And she yeah. goes, your name, you are Mr. Enrico Tortellini. And he's like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> the other great thing about this like it's the subtle things in the Muppet movies which is weird because usually Muppet movies are over the top but it's the little things that to me make them like they're not kids movies they're like everybody movies is that when Kermit right. gets amnesia his voice is completely different yes it's like very le it's the same like oh I guess this is me but it's all very flat monotone levels as opposed to his usual like is anybody piloting this ship yeah yeah so he gets this ad agency job and we get a montage of the gang like trying to find Kermit and also putting the show together. And Kermit, meanwhile, is like just very good at selling soap. And it's really frustrating that it's roughly equal time spent on Kermit being good at soap and the Muppets putting the show together. It's like I you introduced one of these things 80 seconds ago and the other one I've been here for 80 minutes. Can you stop cutting away? There's 10 minutes left in the movie. What are you doing? Just show me them preparing for the show. But then there's this really great moment where, um, uh, who is it? Oh, so the Broadway producer is like, so I know we open tomorrow and we still have no Kermit, but we have to pull together, gang. And Rolf goes, who is he? And Jenny goes, that's so-and-so. He's producing the show. And then Fozzie goes, who's she? And I was like, oh, right. None of the Muppets other than Miss Piggy and Kermit know who these people are. Right, right. So we get maybe we got a Kermit search montage. Right. 
That's what I'm saying. It's, talk- it's a Kermit search and the soap stuff. Like it's a simultaneous back and forth montage where it's like we're putting on a show, making costumes. Hey, have you ever considered buying soap? And you're just like, what are we doing? The only reason you should have had a a conjunction soap montage with search montage is it should have been a series of near of near hits. And on yeah. miss and misses, it should have been like Kermit goes in a revolving door as someone comes out a revolving door. Like yep. that's what it needs to be. Although I don't know how you would get a Muppet in a revolving door. No, that would be rather challenging. But I, the idea is good. Yeah, how it eventually gets resolved is Kermit and then the three rhyming other frogs go to have lunch at the diner where everybody is, and Kermit is like sitting at the table and he's clinking the glasses on the table to the melody of the big final number from Manhattan Melodies. Together so, again. Yeah. And so the other Muppets, like, gradually look over, and then finally it's like, oh, my gosh, it's Kermit. Hooray! Except Kermit doesn't recognize anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so and they kidnap him, which yes. is, like, your plot, but weirder. Yeah, it is. Um, for some reason, I thought Miss Piggy hits him here. Because as soon as this uh, like pieces started to flood back, I was like, oh, Miss Piggy hits him again and his memory comes right. back. And for some reason, I thought it happened here in the diner because that would only make too much sense and not feel just dist- like we didn't need to go all the way to the theater to have him still not remember everybody and then get hit. Like he could have he could have been fine now. Like we can make him fine now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, instead, we get the sequence where they go to the theater and Kermit still doesn't know what's going on. And then we see Fuzzy Bear without his hat. It's and it so is, weird. It's so upsetting. I really do not care for it. Because I, the shape of his head is the same shape as his hat, which is like cartoonish and ridiculous. He's he's it's very um Ernie or Bert. Which one is the yes. pointy head? Yeah. The yellow one. I Ernie? Think that's Bert. No, Bert. Yeah, that's, that's Bert. Bert. It's like this is it's like a round bo- it's like a teardrop shape, and it's very unnerving. Agreed. With no hair up there, it's really unsettling. Yeah. So Piggy hits him and he's like, Where am I? And the Broadway producer goes you're on Broadway. You go on in five minutes. And I was like, I would throw up if I woke up. <laughs> if I woke up and someone was like, you're on Broadway and you're on in five minutes. You're like, bring me a bucket and a script. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm good. Well, at least at least he wrote the script. So That's he true. has that going That's for That's very him. true. I also want one of the jackets they perform in. It's this like purple, silver, gem in the holograms glitter it's number. It's very ridiculous. Yeah. They're so they have this cakes. Big- yeah, there are singing cakes because the first show number is somebody's getting married and everyone's well, very we excited about it. We this. don't know that it's the first number. We just know it's a number somewhere in their show. I thought they said I thought they said specifically like the first number is somebody's getting married, but maybe maybe not. No, it's uh I think it said the first song is Look at me, here I am, right where I belong. And then it ends you're, with you're together correct. again, I think. But we get to the wedding part and the Sesame Street gang is there, which is great. Like I big love birds it. in the back. But no fraggles, which I was a little cheesed about. I, w- I mean, maybe because they're supposed to be tiny, right? Yeah, I guess. But what we do get is these really horrifying potato babies. Oh, my God. I hate them so much. They look like, like actual potatoes that can talk. And I guess they're supposed to be human baby things. They are because they're they next are. to old women. And old women are creepy as hell, too. The old woman I'll forgive more because I've seen that character before. I've seen old lady yeah. Muppet before, but I've never seen this potato face baby Muppet. 
the potato baby Muppets are really deeply unsettling. I, I like I wanna I wanna take that image out of my brain. Like just slice out that little bit and yeah. throw just, it away. <laughs> just like lobotomize real quick. Then we get uh so basically the back one corner is Sesame Street. The front corner of that same section is the is is all the pigs from like pigs in space and stuff. Right, right. The back left corner is all the frogs from the first Muppet movie where Kermit's in the swamp. And then the front half is like the classic Muppet gang of like Sam Eagle and everybody. Yeah. And so they, uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy get to the front of the aisle or, and uh, a real priest comes out. And Kermit's like, I thought Gonzo was playing the priest. And Piggy's like, hee And it's a switcheroo. And they really get married. It's it's lovely. And I forgot how I forgot how lovely the walking down the aisle song was. Yes. But I have a question. And that is, is this canon in the later movies? I don't know. Are each is each movie? I feel like each movie is standalone. Well, yeah, sort of. I just not completely. That's why I was curious. Like, it's is not? this ever? Is this marriage? I don't know. It's so like the Muppet Treasure Island and those kind of stories are definitely not connected at all. But I feel like they at least sort of reference events from other movies in the ones where it's like a movie about the Muppets. I don't as know, opposed to like the Muppets them. in X. Yeah, obviously, like, The Wizard of Oz, Muppets from Space, like, those are all standalones, but... Um, Christmas Carol, like, Christmas those Carol. those all... But, like, I'm, I think I they're curious. all standalone, as far as I okay. know. Because it would make sense in the Siegel one for them to have been, like, formerly married, but that's, like, kind of a bummer, and, like, it, mm-hmm. it just changes the dynamic a little bit, so I thought it was curious. I think it's, like, they're, like, Mickey and Minnie, where, like, each thing is its own moment. But we get this that. really amazing crane shot where the crane pulls all the way back and you see every goddamn Muppet singing together yeah. and like bouncing. And I was like, my yeah. heart is so happy to see everybody <laughs> together. Uh, what are your final thoughts on Muppets Take Manhattan? It's such a cute movie. It's not my favorite of the Muppet movies, um, but it's so cute. Yeah, I'm not as like effusively praising this as you are i think it's fine i think this is like it's probably a muppet in the movie bottom. so yeah i think this is in the bottom half of the muppet movie pile for me the bottom half yeah like uh, throwing out stuff like direct to video and whatnot like the theatrical muppet ouvoir, okay as it were to me the jason siegel one's probably up highest i found the modern sequel one like most wanted to be pretty bad I didn't really like that. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of up and down on this movie. I feel like it's not. I feel like there's some really good. Like the highs are really high, and the lows are also consequently really low, and that makes I for kind of that. an uneven movie. Yeah. So I, I would I would say there's better Muppet movies to spend your time on, especially if you're asking the question about whether you should watch this of this show. You either already like the Muppets and know which ones you like, and I would say revisit the ones that you really like, or if you're a completist, like check this box, but I don't think, I don't think I would say like, uh, this doesn't even rank in the top half to me. So I would say you could probably skip this unless you're like really trying to do all the Muppets. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I watched, um, I had, I had on DVD Muppets from space and Muppet wizard of Oz and treasure Island. And so I watched those three a lot. And then I think, and I want to say I got this out of like a cereal box or something. Oh, wow. I think, huh? Um, so I did watch it, but not as often as the others. And I I know Muppet Wizard of Oz is not good. I yeah. haven't watched it again, but I, I have it for that rainy day when I'm like, What's, let's uh, let's take a poop of my childhood real quick. <laughs> I think you should put Shrek higher on the list for that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. 
thank you all so much for listening to the show. We really do appreciate it. We've seen a bunch of new listeners join us lately, so if that's you, thank you. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show and stick around. If you have not done this, we would love if you could take the time to review the show on iTunes. I know it sounds like a huge pain in the butt, but it really doesn't take that long. And the bonus is, if you do that, we read those on the air. You can get a hold of us in a lot of different ways. Facebook.com slash Dissecting80s, Twitter.com slash Dissect. The 80s, no ing. And if you want to do something to get in touch with us directly, you can email us at dissectingthe80s at gmail.com. We always love to hear from you. Or leave us a message at the hotline, 856 D I S S E C T. Uh, final housekeeping note we are looking for submissions for the 100th episode clip show. We've gotten a couple from some folks. Uh, Michelle on Twitter, thank you. We, we, she got in touch with us and let us know about one of her favorite bits from way back in the early days of the show. The I would check an oyster, by the way, okay. Michelle. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Um, yeah, no, thank you for clarifying. But uh, if you're out there and you have a favorite bit on the show, we would love to hear it. We're, we're trying to be uh, including as much of that cool stuff as possible. We will be back in two weeks. We shall return on June 4th with... Wax on, wax off. We're doing the Karate Kid. Tying into that Cobra Kai YouTube series. I want to see what goes on in that gym, though. Uh, people people have told me that they enjoyed it a lot, but they're they're uh, very old-looking, I will say, from the trailer. Oh, the people in the gym? No, it's Daniel. It's The YouTube series is the original Daniel-san and the bad guy as, like, adult rivals of each other. It's Billy Zabka and... and ralph macchio like for real for real oh i didn't realize yeah yeah yeah. and the gimmick being like billy zapka reopens the bad guy gym as adults and daniel son is like no way <laughs> it's not shredder ralph macchio you can calm down <laughs> uh, so yeah we will see you back here very soon i guess Jan- june is going to be remake month because both of our episodes are tying into remakes that are coming out that month so that there can you be go our theme you can also check out my YouTube series coming. Uh, episode two, part one is coming very soon. The episode is called F2 Grudgment Day. You can look for that in June. That's called Who the F E F F Are These Guys on YouTube. Subscribe. We are also on Instagram and Snapchat so and Facebook in general. So check us out. Thank you, gang, so much for listening. We really appreciate it. I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until June 4th. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.